0: Hey, hello, and welcome to the show and tell. I'm John Park, and this is the
1: Wednesday edition of our show and tell program. Uh, my glasses are working things; I'm taking them off. Uh, so, uh, thank you for stopping by. We had a uh, lovely hour-long show and tell last night. A bunch of great products that people brought by, uh, and now we're gearing up for our uh, our Thursday. Edition. Did I call it Wednesday? Our Thursday edition. Uh, show and tell, which is a half hour long, not the full hour, and uh, we have a uh, just a, a couple of guests. I think this week. I also brought a little something I, I wanted to show and tell myself. Uh, and uh, my apologies because I did not blog this earlier today. So I'll give people super fair warning that uh, they ought to come on and show their stuff. But uh, you can count on every Thursday at this time, two thirty uh, Pacific, five thirty Eastern. I'll be here. Uh, with you. And uh, we've got a half hour to show some some cool, fun projects. So please come on by. Also, I'll mention if you've missed the show, either uh, last night or you, you hear about this one after the fact, okay. Uh, because we've got them all archived on our YouTube channel. So head on over to the Adafruit YouTube channel. Uh, you can go to adafruit.com and click on the video uh, link at the top to get there or just search around. I bet you'll find it. Uh, and uh, we, I believe, have a full playlist of all of the show and tell or shows and tells uh, that you can find there. So uh, that's all the vampires do, and uh, now we're going to bring on our very first guest, which is our own Phil B. Paint Your Dragon. Hello, Phil. Hello there. Nice
0: to see you. Likewise. Hey, um, so some number of weeks back on Wednesday show and tell, I had brought by, uh, this old, uh, Tandy one or two. Co- you have one of these. I have a one or two. I do. Yes. Yeah. You pulled it out. And, um, anyway, I was showing this off. This is something, uh, that they sold these at Radio Shack in the early to mid 1980s. And, um, it was an interesting machine. It ran off AA batteries and stuff, but, um, you know, time goes by and once the laptop form factor came out, that was just kind of the end of it. And um, I don't know why, but just something about this, it's a really neat form factor, just having this one piece slab, you know, a keyboard, a display. I love um, it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very, very uh, back to basics. But, um, you know, it, it's a dinosaur. It has this very low contrast LCD on it and whatever. And somebody during that show and tell, and I forget who it was during the chat, might've been Toddbot, suggested, um, what about like gutting this and putting a raspberry Pi in it? Mm-hmm. Or, like replacing the display and stuff, because I, I had this open up for cleaning. It turns out underneath here, it's just air inside, yeah, you know, the PCB is up here and there's just this huge gap Yeah. and um, I was almost tempted, but I, I didn't, I didn't want to trash this, you know, and it's yeah. like, wait a minute, we live in the future. You know, we have, we have 3d printers, we have laser cutters and stuff. So I don't, I don't need to destroy this.
2: Mm. You no, know, I, I I
0: probably could fit some things in here, but why, right? So um, anyway, but I went I went looking on uh, AliExpress for for something in this kind of form factor for a mm. display. Uh, I will switch cameras here because I have something. There it is. Oh, focus. There you go. So I found this display on AliExpress. Uh, these are normally used in. Um, there's these rear view mirror backup cameras for cars where the screen is behind a half mirror. And so most of the time it's just, it's a rear view mirror, but when the display turns on, it functions as a backup camera. So uh, I I found this this particular one. I liked it because it's uh, 1920 by 480, has lots of pixels. There's all different sizes though, Uh, but I like this one. Some of them have touch. I opted not for touch because those were lower resolution. And at the moment, it's just hooked up to a Pi 3 and a USB keyboard. And, you know, the the keyboards also now, they're just wafer thin. I could probably make something on the laser cutter to hold all these pieces together. And uh, maybe I'd put a little trackpad over here or something. I don't know yet. But uh, this this is a really, really
1: cool monitor. Really cool form factor I love. So strange.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just an insane number of pixels. And you know, like actually using it, I would probably just put up two text windows and edit code because I'm weird that way. But I mean, you can run the whole the whole graphical, uh, you know, desktop there if you wanted to. So that's
1: really cool. Yeah, I'd like the idea of doing maybe two windows uh, over and under and they're very uh, squat. So it's so it feels a little bit like the Twenty lines or whatever you had on the uh, the TRS eighty. I think
0: I think it was eight lines. I think it was forty yeah. by eight. It was really limited. Yeah. But anyway, that just showed up today, and I'm supposed to be programming today. But so don't tell Lamore. No, that this this showed up today, and I'm I'm I had to get it working. You know, and it, th- there's a lot of gyrations you got to go through on the Raspberry Pi side when you have something with a weird resolution like this. And so that was a bit of a learning experience on how to do these weird video modes. It turns out this isn't, I, I said it's 1920 by 480. Natively, it's actually a 480 by 1920 display. And you have to, you have <laughs> to, even weirder. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so you have to, you have to give it all this, you know, these timing numbers. And then you have to tell the Pi to rotate the frame buffer so you can use it in the wide aspect ratio. So, that's kind of step one is just getting the, the screen up and working. And uh, sometime in my copious free time, I couldn't tell you when, I'll try to make some kind of housing with, for all of this with a, with a battery and stuff like that.
1: Oh, I really love it. That's a cool project. And, and, uh, again the connector is this a ribbon cable connector that's going into the display
0: yeah so what we have uh it's hdmi from the pi and then uh all these lcds have what's called a Mipi interface mipi i don't know what it stands for and i don't understand one thing about Mipi. it's not like a standard connector it's something about the the signaling uh is what Mipi is and so every one of these displays has its own special connector here and then it, you can buy them with, a, with an adapter board to go from the, the MIPI uh, ribbon thing to HDMI over to, to something more more uh, conventional that can drive it.
1: That's really cool. One of the things I've seen, because uh, I think there's something really interesting. We're so used to a couple of ratios of, of monitors and in our lives, like 4 by 3 and 16 by 9, that yeah. anything that's either not a rectangle or a a strange ratio of rectangles is sort of special. Uh, And I've seen some people just cut out windows, like you hide a bigger monitor, but you make a, or you make a weird ratio, but you're, you're right. To be able to fit the keyboard under this, you can super super thin version
0: of of a slab computer, you call it. I love it. Yeah. And there were some of these that were that were taller, you know, a, a taller rectangle, but I wanted to keep it like about the size of a you know standard letter sheet of paper. It's mm-hmm. just it's an appealing size. I didn't you know, once you go over that, there's there's no end. You're just going to go too big. So I like that. This was this was a fairly uh, spelt display. And um, I, I don't know where I'm going with it, but it was yeah. well it was to experiment with.
1: I, I love that you've uh, sourced it and, and shared it with the world because it really uh, put ideas in people's heads. I think, you know, I, I had done a bunch of sort of these escape room puzzle box kind of projects a while ago, and I think um, high-end ones that do incorporate screens, but they often feel like someone just slipped a tablet in there. I think doing a odd ratio uh, screen like this is very special if you're doing like, Sci-fi props or those, those types. Of I things. was
0: thinking that as well. That I don't, like something in a in a, a gauntlet or something that goes on your arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know, but it's just like yeah. once you see the thing running, it's like, ooh, what what can I do with this? That's and yeah. It, it, and,
1: and one other just, question I have is with um, this: is this some you said it uses this mippy display uh, port or, or uh, ribbon? Canvas. Something you think is stable-ish enough sourceable enough that multiple people could get into this or is it like getting this one to work wouldn't apply to much of what you'd source out there in the rest of the world
0: I'm pretty sure what I learned interfacing this one uh I could probably apply that to other ones mm-hmm. it would be changing some numbers or whatever cuz yeah that's always the mystery with when you get these weird displays is yeah. you go back a month later and they might just they might be gone now
1: right so
0: right. uh, I actually, I just tweeted about it. someone asked, so I, I gave a link to the actual AliExpress store where I found it. Great. Uh, like I said, you'll find other ones, uh, some with touch, some taller or wider or other sizes. but this for the particular project, that was that was a size that I liked. Um, but anyway, you you mentioned weird display form factors and that reminded me, you know, a lot of we can get round LCDs now, but before that was a thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of devices they would use a square LCD and just put a round cutout for it. Mask it, yeah, yeah. yeah so it looks like it's a round display, yeah. but it's and that's it's, effective too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just trickery. So I like it. That's what I got going on right now. I got to get well, back. Thank
1: you. Oh, that was a really cool show and tell. Um, and maybe uh, it looks like someone has put a link, probably from your tweet, over I into the Adafruit Discord. So, yes. Yes. Go, go check that out if you're interested. I know I yeah. am. A uh, thing
0: to watch out on these displays also, usually they'll have two prices, one for just the display and then one that includes the adapter board. And you definitely want the adapter <laughs> board or it's, it's yeah. e-waste.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I was just realizing a silly, fun use is, you know how some people sell, uh, like think places used to sell rear view mirrors for your monitor so you could see you sneaking up behind you. This would yeah. be a nice, uh, ridiculously high-tech version to point a webcam behind you and, and have your digital uh, rear view mirror instead of a pedestrian mirror.
0: That could be, uh, that could be comical. Yeah. Put that up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you can, you can stick it vertically on the side. It's just, it's a weird, weird. Yeah. Screen. So strange.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool one, uh, especially the touchscreen could be a super cool, you know, how like the entire a uh, toolbox of Photoshop and similar apps is usually off on the left and is, is a tall thing. It'd be fun to have like a little touch screen. Uh, yeah.
0: Or the, the, the palette thing with your layers in it. Yeah. Usually yeah, your
1: layer, your layer palette. Yeah. Yeah.
0: would be nice to have that, that bit of real estate back.
1: Would Very it? interesting. Yeah. I uh, see Grover mentioned in the chat, perfect kitty slash sequencer. And yeah, there's, there's a ratio that's great for a few tracks of, you know, 16 or 32 notes of, of
0: music stuff that would fit nicely yeah. on this. And like I said, you might find a different, slightly different aspect ratio that that's mm-hmm. like really suits a task. So uh, yeah. Anyway, that's what I got going, and uh, chair I'll there. hang out over here and watch the going. Excellent, on.
1: cool. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for bringing that cool uh, monitor by. And, you and bet. Looking forward to seeing people do stuff with that and more of what you do with it. So. All right. Uh, so now let's see. We've got a few uh, few people who have joined us. So I'll. Um, just to give people a, a heads up to prepare, I'm going to go in the order: Carrie, Alvaro, and Mark. Uh, those are the other three people that we
3: have. So, um, Carrie, you are up. Hello. Awesome. Hello. Um, so we have a project here with some surplus traffic lights, because when you find traffic lights for like twelve bucks each, you just kind of have to buy them. <laughs> so. Um, we're kind of using it as a uh, learn some Arduino code project and fun, and I'll show you the uh, control board in a second for it. But uh, the traffic lights are basically controlled by buttons, and you can just light them up however you want. So, um, they are very, very bright. You don't get the full effect over, over uh, you know, over the video, but here. Can see kind of how we're doing on the controlling aspect of this. So this is the control board. We basically have these three guys who are, which are actually in control of the traffic lights. And those are all going into um, the switch inputs are going into an Arduino Leonardo clone. And then the clone is controlling three relays. And then there's just some bussing of the um, 120 volt uh, wire or 110 volt AC wire. Actually, the the traffic lights are all AC. And I'll try to show them to you from here because it's kind kind of a better angle. There you go. You can see the lights like a little bit better now. But the eventual idea here is to turn it into a Simon Says game. So that's what we got going on.
1: That's really beautiful. I love it. the uh, The green is kind of a cyan-y green. At least that's how it's picking up on the on the um, on the
3: computer
1: yeah. yeah. It
3: is, it's it's a very nice. Um, it, it kind of has that blue green that yeah, the LED traffic lights have. You know. Yeah. So anyway, it's kind of fun, and it's a fun fix, fun project, and um, we have it all up on Hackaday right now too. And great. the code is up on GitHub, so I'll uh, include links in the Discord chat for all of that stuff. Yeah, that's and a instructions on how to like build the box and things like that too. That's great. You know, I, I, I think
1: um, something exciting and and sometimes intimidating about doing AC uh, 110 types of projects. So I think it's uh, it's neat if you're sharing like the types of relays that, that you're mm-hmm. using and and keeping this sort of uh, thing safe. Um, because it's it's a lot of fun to control one ten with a little
3: like three volt signal. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, it can be exciting sometimes too. <laughs> yes. We we had a little bit of excitement when we first turned it in. I made some bad assumptions about those terminal strips and how they were connected. And Ooh. yeah, you know, using a uh, power strip that has a breaker in it when you first power things on is a really good idea. <laughs>
1: yeah, very good, very good idea. Instead of popping a breaker in your house, just
3: exactly. Um, exactly.
1: Oh, oh, excellent. Well, that's okay. fun. And thanks.
3: Uh, we'll, we'll check out the, the link to that. You
1: said it's on Hackaday.
3: It's on Hackaday. Yeah. I'll, I can link it in the discord and we'll, sure. uh, we'll come back when we have more of a Simon says thing going with it.
1: Yeah. Oh, very cool. Well, yeah. thank you. And you also showed off those, uh, 3d button, uh, pre- yeah. button enclosures, uh, mm-hmm. previously, right? Yeah.
2: Yep. That's
1: a nice use. Code. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Carrie. And uh, we look forward to seeing, uh, seeing what you've got next time.
3: Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh.
1: All right, very cool. I, uh, I've i seen some uh, traffic, surplus traffic at uh, all electronics and some of the other uh, surplus stores here in LA every once in a while and, and the trigger, but uh, I'm tempted because that's pretty, <laughs> the scale of it is just much bigger than household stuff usually is. Uh, all right, and let's bring up now uh, Alvaro who goes by Fede2 in our chat.
4: Hello. Hey, everyone. Um, as you can see, I'm, I'm uh, sadly off-focus, but uh, it's something that's easily fixed. So uh, if I can share my, my screen for a second. Yeah. Uh, let me just a second here. Uh, I think it's there. Uh, screen. Yeah, this one here. Um, are you seeing on the? Yeah. There we go. So uh, this is actually a call for arms. Uh, I'm trying to make this project for I don't know if a, a clue or a pipe portal, but as you can see, I have um, I have this tool called Video Video for Linux Control, and uh, this tool is actually able to control the focus, the brightness, all of those horrible things that we need to control on, on webcams. So we always see people like doing you know stuff like this, and mm-hmm. so it will be a, a nice thing to actually have. So. Something like 80 would be like a nice focus for, for kind of like here. Um, so, since I can control the focus, I'm also going to show a couple of other things. Um, these are some of the, the boards um, from the NPI of last night. Uh, Lady Eda talked about uh, some of these chips. Mm-hmm. So, these are actually two different boards. Uh, one of the is the Oshpart version, and the other one is like the, the, the mini version. Uh, they just have different um, sizes of, of BGAs. Uh, but yes, these things are really, really cool. Uh, so if if anyone wants to to make their own computer, uh, I would really recommend one of those. And I'm actually learning that because I want to make one of these uh, someday. I'm I'm really sad it's that blast the last from the past. Yeah, <laughs> the one I, I laptop really like. child, right? And not so, not so much from the past, but I actually have it in, in my wall because I, I use it. Um, it's right now it's like my favorite uh, ebook reader. Uh, the screen that it has, you can actually shut down the color screen, and it has a, a new paper screen oh, right. uh, yeah. in the bottom. Right. So I still like it very much. So one day I would like to to remove like the motherboard and and do like a new motherboard for it. So let's see what goes. And uh, one last thing, so that everyone can show their things, um, I talked to you about these things. These are basically uh, 3D printed luthier tools. So if you're going to like have a a potentiometer or something, and you need to to turn, um, this thing is yeah. is a good thing. Uh, and you know if someone wants to print some of these I would recommend do not print one of these this is actually the, the thing you use uh, for a, for like a, like a drill and then you can uh, add your your uh, your tuning pegs uh, please do not use these sort of things because the the gears that we have in, in, in here uh, they're so delicate and when you do this with a drill you just uh, break them apart so just a couple of tips for, for everybody
1: that's a good tip. Yes. So, so, um, the 3d printed, I actually I have one right here cause I was, I was dealing with some panel mount stuff. So I've been taking sockets and putting tape on them just so I don't scratch, uh, panels and you know, I have to go put this back in my socket set, but you've got 3d printed, uh, uh, socket drivers in common sizes that you're using to put panel mount potentiometers onto things.
4: Yeah again they're they really easy to use. Uh, they're soft, so if they scratch anything, you know, they, they won't scratch like the paint or something.
1: It's very nice. But don't don't put uh, don't put your guitar pegs through a drill.
4: <laughs> yeah, the tuning pegs not. That, that's a, that's a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Excellent. Thank you for
1: yeah, and so uh, real quick, the um, Camera tool that you showed, is that something that you've uh, got in a state where you're sharing that? Is that an open source project, where is that? Actually,
4: that, that's just video for Linux, uh, like the tool that comes with video for Linux. So okay. anyone who has Linux can actually run the same the same commands I that I shared. Um, my call for Amos is actually that I don't know anything about Mac or Windows. So if anyone who knows how to do this on Mac or Windows, yeah. um, I would like to do a a version that is portable so that everyone can use.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. If anyone has ideas about doing that from the command line on a Mac, I'd love to hear it too. I have actually been using for many years a program that I paid like $8 for in the Mac App Store that's called Webcam Settings. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little extension running in the background all the time that has sliders for these things, but it's not a a command line tool. Um, It it works very well, but... um, it it uh it does cost money so if anyone knows of ways to access those settings that would be great because uh being able to you know if i let this camera do its own thing it's gonna blow out back there behind me because there's light back there it's a it's a piece of glass and the colors are all off i always look green so i always have to kind of preset some some settings on that uh, which is useful with webcams so um yeah i think everyone's gonna become so much more fluent with uh, webcam uh Casting now that now that Zoom and and uh, classes and things are 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 uh, moving. Very cool. There you go. You've been messing. with us. Thank you so much, Alvaro. <laughs> it was great to see you, and uh, thanks for all the different good uh, today. Take care. Thank you. All right. All right. And uh, last up, we've got Mark M Zero. So let's bring Mark on. Hey.
2: hey! Mark.
1: Nice to see you again. You, nice to see uh, you. You showed us some uh, interesting flashing you developed last night, and I asked uh, if you could tell us more about the, the tools you're using uh, on the other side of that. What's on the receiving end of that? Sure.
2: So uh, what's on the receiving end is this thing, which I don't know if Mike is going to call the, uh, there we go, the Pulsar Buddy. Um, so there's this wonderful synthesizer, which I'll show you in a moment, which is called the Pulsar. And um, one of the problems with the Pulsar is that it's um, it plays rhythms, but it's only geared towards 4-4. And I really like playing in crazy rhythms like 13, 16, and seven, eight, and other strange rhythms. And so I built this little beast, which takes a, whoops, a clock in on this side, I'll show you this in a moment, and then it outputs a whole bunch of other related beats for strange um, meters and polyrhythms. And uh, the real fun thing about this project is that I built it originally with a uh, Feather M0 Express and a Feather OLED board. In fact, you can see that it's still a Feather OLED board there on this board. Um, And then I eventually built a custom board and uh, mounted everything. So uh, this is a SMT board version, which has the processor there, or over there, and the uh, other Uh, we still put a feather OLED board because it's the cheapest OLED display I can get is to buy one already mounted on the feather board and just use that. (laughs) It does say something. Like everything else was like more expensive and I was like, oh, I have to figure out how to get it mounted or connected. And this is just, I'll just plug it in. So so the cool thing about this project, um, let's see, I'm going to switch to my other camera for a moment. And uh, sorry, I don't have the totally cool hyper setup. So um, let's zoom out. So here is my music studio setup currently, and I don't know, did you hear all those noises? Yes, we're hearing that loud and clear, thank you. Excellent. So this orange thing is the Pulsar, which is um, this crazy drum machine. Um, And then down here is, you can see I've got it connected. Uh, The patching system for the Pulsar is alligator clips, which is wonderfully hacker friendly. And so I have some of the outputs plugged into the synth. Um, actually they're not plugged quite yet, but I'm gonna leave that there for a moment and let's see if I can get it to focus. Because I had it focused before. Yeah, you can kind of make out what's going on there. And so if I plug one of these things in, you can hear I'm getting a metronome beat. And if I do this, that's that's triplets which are going on because this is a six six against two triplet, as you can see there. And so the cool thing also about this project is I spent a lot of time building a really nice UI library for changing settings. So there's there's five against four, and you can speed the whole thing up to like the 16th, eighth notes, which is kind of crazy. And the other thing that you can't quite see is that it's, it's getting a clock pulse, and so it's it's tracking the speed of the pulsar's clock all, all working automatically there. Um, and so it's, it's, there's this whole sort of fun timer crazy management going on inside the processor. And there's this whole UI subsystem. for dealing with this and a lot of other goofy fun stuff. Uh, and uh, what else can I tell you about it? Uh, there, there it all is here playing. It certainly plays with that. Uh, and I can go back to my other camera so we can talk. So. So there we are. Um, it's all completely open hardware and open source. Um, it's all on GitHub under uh, my name, M0. So you can find that's it great. all there. And um, I don't know, there's a lot of cool, fun stuff in there. I spend a lot of time doing things like um, it. Uh, all the settings are constantly written to flash, but in a load balanced way, so it won't actually kill the flash. That means you can just unplug it and plug it right back in, and it's exactly where you left off. Oh, that's wonderful. And I've written that as a reusable class. So there's a class for saving, like you know, you know, small blocks of settings in a way that you always get the. It's called the settings log. Um, there's a, lot, a whole bunch of fun code in there, and um, open thing. I'm I'm on Discord all the time, and I'm totally happy to help people with coding if they want to extract. Oh, the code's all open and, and free, so take it, um, extract it, mutate it, have a party with it.
1: That's terrific. Is it, uh, did you write it in C or uh, like Arduino is the. Uh, uh,
2: It's it's using the Arduino core, but it's written in C++. Most mm-hmm. of it is, and, I, and I, I'm I'm sort of a, I'm a 30 year software developer. This is actually the first piece of hardware I've ever designed. Oh, that's fantastic. So, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It's also the first, well, the SMT board is the second board I've ever laid out. So that was kind uh-huh. of like crazy to get this thing back from the factory and have it actually work. <laughs> that's great.
1: Congratulations. Uh, and how fun to. Uh, thank you.
2: Yeah, um, but yeah. So it's still all in C++. Um, I, I suppose the main board is um, it does run the standard Feather M0 bootloader, so you can actually load anything you want on it. You could load Circuit Python on it, and um, if you have access to the timers, then you have access to the outputs. And the inputs are just digital ends. Or yeah, so so you can have a party with this in Python if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. That's fun. And you know, what? I'm a big fan of the push encoder plus OLED as a as an interface for these kinds of things you can do a lot. Um,
2: yeah, you really just can on. if you're really careful about it. And um, so I'm actually pretty proud of the fun library. There's a library now where you can just define fields and say this is a value field with these four different values. And it does all the work. All you do is just like put it in the value in the field list. And like that just gives you this this UI where you click and you choose a field and you click again and then you choose a value. And mm-hmm. it's all, it's all done. It's like, it's all, it's, it's really easy. So I could assemble that UI really quickly once I built that framework. That's really great. Very yeah. cool.
1: Thank you for showing that off. Uh, oh yeah, I, I was also really intrigued because I, I, after you showed it a little bit last night, I looked and saw what you're up to, and <laughs> I, I've been dabbling in like Eurorack for uh-huh. a, a year or two, and right. um, so I've, you see a lot of very standard type of uh, clock division things and then right. the uh wild out there <laughs> ratios and stuff. I was like,
2: yeah. Wait. Yeah, you, you you can't actually tell, but this the yeah like like this is all set up now for a piece I, I perform and that's in five four, which is kind of odd. It's funny if you notice um, the unit actually has whoops there you go. Um, it has pins because the pulsar has uh, alligator clips, and it has bananas because this giant box back here is a surge modular system, um, which is all banana jack. Uh, I can take the lid off and you can see ta-da, there's a lot of surge modules back there, and. Um, I didn't build it for Eurorack because there's so many Eurorack clock modules out there, but I, yeah. I didn't anticipate the fact that after I put this out there, everyone was like, oh, but yours does stuff I want I want. Uh, of course.
1: <laughs> well, everyone so. wants the thing they see over there on the other I side. Guess. Everyone's right. always yeah. a little bit banana clip curious, I think, in the Eurorack world. <laughs> right, so um, so
2: I don't know, maybe I have sort of vague ideas in the future for a version with uh, Eurorack jacks in the back. you could easily modify it uh, to make it do that, so. That's terrific.
1: Cool. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, you coming on and giving us a little extra taste of, of what we got to put together there. And uh, if you want to see uh, you performing with with this or listen to some of the music, yep. do you have uh, any links that? Oh
2: yeah, see? the the, uh, the the link to my music is really easy to remember. It's electric dot kitchen. That's the oh, whole okay. URL. Just electric Fantastic. That's what I do. Music under and the first video on there actually will, uh, is me performing on this synthesizer and with that pulsar buddy unit that I built. That they're both yeah. in there. Yeah.
1: So good. Well, I encourage people to check it out. I I checked out some of your music on Bandcamp and uh, love it. So oh, thank you. <laughs> Go check it out, people. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know what? You might want to stick around and watch because I've got what I've decided to do one little uh, show and mm-hmm. tell. In fact, I'll leave you on because that's more fun okay um let me add here <laughs> you get a reaction actually, video <laughs> actually, it's much more interesting than talking straight to a camera so uh i a camera here so this is a little um Eurorack uh, horizontal cooler that i built uh uh-huh. I, I uh milled it on a, a little mill and it and then put uh some some uh, bluing in there and this is uh for people who do synthesizer stuff and there are other other fields where this matters but weird measurement that's called horizontal pitch. Uh, typically, if you look at the <laughs> width of a panel or the width of a module, uh, it's expressed in this thing called horizontal pitch or HP. So uh, this one is a four HP module. This is a, I think a eight HP blank panel. Uh, you just don't have any ruler that's convenient for, for looking at things and deciding what width they are. So um, Tom Whitwell actually, is a guy who's uh-huh. in the Uruk world, he had sent me yeah. a little, he makes that had a little paper version of, of this along the edge. And I, I decided to get fancy and mill out my own little, huh. uh, little thing here. This one, I kind of had some, I didn't uh, plane it first. So I bled off the edge, but that's I made sort it of easy. nice. Actually. <laughs> yeah. It has an old, I wanted this to be kind of the, uh, right. the s- steampunk version of uh, synthesizers that never existed in the late 1800s or something. So this is an artifact from that era.
2: So okay. what is it with electronics and and the inability to pick rational units? Like when I was designing this board, <laughs> like like you know half of electronics is in mills and half of it is in metric, and like there are parts that are metric in one dimension and mills in the other. I yeah, mean, what, are, what is wrong with this industry? It's totally right. Yeah, so so
1: this stuff is measured HP for width and U for height. Right, which are to, like totally
2: other minutes. units.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible, yeah. And then mills for thickness. So, all right, uh, you got me. But uh, if anyone can clarify that or, or provide some history in the chat, we'd love to. We'd love to know more. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Mark. I'll say goodbye thank and uh, look forward to seeing you again sometime. And uh, I think that's it. So thank you, everyone, who, who had a lot of interesting stuff today on the show. And uh, stop back on by on uh, next Wednesday evening. I have a blog post up in the Times. Listed for an hour long show and tell, and then uh, you can come on Thursday, half hour edition. Uh, and I think the Ruiz brothers might be doing one on Wednesday mornings after their shows as well. So we have a bunch of opportunities to show stuff and tell stuff and see things. So come on by. Uh, afraid Fruit, I'm John Park, and I will see you next time. Bye bye.